Cassandra Gaines here, and we're going to continue the podcast, the videos, all the content with more free, more problems. Every time I help clients um, through an issue, I always think of that Biggie song, uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems. And suddenly it dawned on me one day that I was giving away so much free content, I might as well make a thing of it. And more freight, more problems, not my thing. Uh, so I have conferences all over the country, and I speak at different events, you'll see me all over social media, and then you also have a podcast. My goal is to teach you to get ahead of all your problems and how to solve your problems efficiently. Because as more freight comes in the door, always have more problems just natural not a lot of resources out there good resources that teach you how to do this stuff today we're going to talk about insurance and we're not going to bore you to death with insurance this podcast or this discussion is going to talk about a very high level analysis of insurance but then also all the problems and myths and the uh the things you need to know um i'm gonna try to be quick i am a new yorker so i speak very quick Um, But here's my disclaimer for you guys. I'm not your lawyer, and everything I say is to help you guys, and it's not to solely rely on me. So, state laws, federal laws, contracts, facts and discussions, everything changes everything. Hire a lawyer if you've got a real issue going on. This is just education. Uh, That disclaimer is for all the assholes out there that will sue me one day. Another disclaimer. I swear a lot. So you're going to have to take me as I am. I'm giving this stuff away for free. This is me. So let's talk about insurance, okay? Um, This uh, podcast is intended for logistics companies and most specifically intended uh, intended for uh, leaders and those that have to deal with insurance from two perspectives. One perspective is you're actually the individual buying the insurance or having to submit claims under the insurance policies. And then the other perspective is you are negotiating contracts with your customers. And you really do need to understand what insurance covers and what they don't when you're negotiating contracts. Uh, When you sound like you know what you're talking about, your customers will defer to you, of course, but it makes negotiations easier. Customers frequently do not understand insurance. And then they push us to have all these insurance requirements that um, we wouldn't otherwise have to even purchase that insurance. And it's utterly useless, but the customers really want you to have that insurance. So here's what I always tell my clients. Uh, if you're a broker, you should have, of course, you should have uh, your auto liability policy. Um, usually brokers have it for a million dollars. I'm going to give you the standards first, and then I'll go through different policies. And I'll also tell you about the garbage policies, too. Um, So you've got auto liability for $1 million. That really covers your, or should, in a hypothetical world, cover your third-party liability. So the carrier gets in an accident, and the plaintiff attorney also sues yourself, or perhaps even sues the customer, and you've contractually agreed to indemnify and defend the customer. We'll talk about that in other podcasts. That's a really big topic. So we've got our auto liability coverage, and then um, we've got the cargo coverage. We all know what cargo coverage is for, Um, but usually brokers have about $100,000. Some brokers have two fifty. dollars some brokers have five. We all know you buy what your customers are demanding, um, and not any old customer, the customers who actually are giving you quite a bit of freight, and it's profitable account. I say that for those of you out there being pushed around by customers and they're not giving you crap for freight. 
So then uh, with cargo uh, policy, I'll probably do a separate podcast on that um, because that can be pretty intense with a lot of loopholes. So first, auto, we have 1 million. Cargo, we have 100 to 500, depending on your type of business. And then um, the other policy is commercial. Just get a million in commercial. It doesn't really cover anything. Um, Again, uh, this is from a high-level discussion. Your insurance policies could cover something else, and it's just a different insurance policy I've never seen. Um, Some of your customers are going to make you get 2 million in general. I don't know why they do that. General doesn't cover crap for us in the logistics industry. Um, And then you get your workers' comp uh, accordance with state law. Sometimes your customers will require you to have um, additional coverage on top of your workers' comp, which is called employer's liability coverage. Again, I have no idea why they make brokers do it. I think that you have general attorneys and general folks just working in their in their company, and they think that that should apply. But in our industry, uh, for logistics providers, um, your employer liability coverage doesn't mean anything for us um, because we're tech companies. Uh, and I say we because I imagine myself that I am the client every time. Uh, every time I uh, am representing the client, I pretend I, I am their company. <laughs> Helps me with my legal work. Uh, so then um, you've got your employer's liability. We talked about that. Uh, on top of uh, that, uh, let's see. I think I went through everything you should have. Now, those are the basics, right? And your customers requires you to have this E&O coverage. That's been very popular over the last four years. Um, and the E&O coverage, in essence, is a little bit of garbage for us logistics providers. Um, it doesn't cover a lot. Like, I had a client a while ago. It covered, um, I think the client told the customer that they would buy, it was a logistics provider, they would buy insurance Um for a certain shipment, and then he, he forgot, um, and then they were sued uh, for the cargo damage, and then the cargo policy wouldn't cover, because what they were truly debating over was whether there was insurance purchased, so it was almost an error uh, uh, coverage uh, dispute. So the cargo policy, smartly so, excluded themselves from it, because it wasn't truly over the cargo damage, it was over whether the insurance, whether the broker bought the insurance or not. If you lost your way, Along this description, I apologize. Um, so then, uh, your, you know, the other thing is maybe it'll cover for like if you accidentally tell a carrier the wrong instructions. Um, but for me, I think we just buy it to make our customers happy. Um, the other coverage I'm trying to think of that they make us, they make us do excess coverage, which usually sits over your auto policy. So sometimes your customers will range from wanting you to have all the way up to five million in auto coverage. Um, and then, uh, we, I know there's another garbage one. Oh yeah. Sometimes they make us do like a different endorsements. So like theft endorsement. And that's because they keep thinking that we're the carrier and we're the broker. Uh, there's no way one of our employees can be involved in theft, um, or it's very rare. Uh, carriers, on the other hand, is a different story. But we buy it to make the customers happy, but really it's a garbage policy. Um, let me make sure that I didn't miss anything in all my discussions. So uh, dishonest act endorsements, that was another one I listed out. That's kind of like the fraud endorsement. Um, so that's the main coverage uh, that usually either 
It's basic coverage for brokers actually do do something or that we just buy it for the customers. Uh, as a side note, if you're in the business of buying insurance for the customers, because sometimes you feel like you are, uh, there's other options as well you can talk about with your insurance broker, which is um, you can try and purchase if you have an expensive account. Let's say, for example, you're hauling really expensive clothing for a customer. You can buy a policy specific to that customer if there's an ROI. Um, and uh, for example, maybe you get a ton of lanes and a ton of volume with like Louis Vuitton and you go out and you buy a policy specific just in case anything goes wrong. Why? Because the customers usually make us be liable for the cargo damage or loss. And of course that freight's stolen frequently. The uh, other option too is what I like is uh, shippers interest uh, insurance, um, which is insurance that you can buy for each individual shipment. And some people even pass on the cost to the customer. Um, some people have it already integrated into their TMS. Uh, and so it's a easier from an operation standpoint when you're sourcing carriers. So say for example, uh, the specific customer wants you to have carriers with $250,000 of insurance for these particular shipments. You know how hard that is gonna be source a carrier with $250,000 of cargo insurance? So what you do is you can buy shippers uh, interest insurance for that those specific shipments. That way you can go and use any carrier you want and you're relying on a different type of insurance um, instead of the carrier's underlying insurance. Let's talk about the carrier's underlying insurance. Two rules I always tell my clients when they're talking about insurance policies. One, never ever rely on the carrier's insurance. Um, I would say in your mind, when you, every day when you're doing whatever, you're trying your best to make sure carriers have insurance, but don't ever think in your mind, oh, I don't have to worry about that because the carrier has insurance. Most of the carrier's insurance policies have lots of loopholes, um, exclusions, and or the carrier just simply didn't pay the premiums and they don't have insurance. Oh, Cassandra, I have RMIS or whatever that that, uh, that monitors the carrier's insurance. Yeah, that's a good product. That's a good idea to have. But guess what? It still means that you have a risk, though, that the carriers won't have insurance. Maybe now RMIS has helped you uh, with the validity of the premium of the insurance and that the premiums are being paid. But it doesn't help you with regards to are there exclusions um, in the coverage itself, which is frequent, frequent. I'll go on and on about that for hours on another podcast for those poor souls who are interested in hearing about insurance exclusions in our industry. Um, so when we talk about carriers, we pretend they don't have insurance when we're assessing our own risk. We never rely on their insurance. We also don't rely on our insurance. Um, weird, right, that I'm saying this? Yeah, I am. It's just like your auto insurance or your home insurance. You really do not want to make a claim on insurance. Um, so if you make a claim, your insurance, sometimes can, the premiums can go up three times. Um, so our insurance companies are, can be very picky. So, um, and they'll increase the premiums if you make claims or may, or notify them of claims, which you have to, um, but it didn't really turn into anything that still can increase your premiums. So be very careful. So. Let me pause on that. 
because that was a lot of information to digest. Um, Let me tell you that other podcasts I'm going to go through more about insurance because um, my clients will ask me to review a customer contract for them and to edit it. And when I'm editing it, I always ask them for the insurance policies and I go through the actual language to make sure there's coverage for the risks we're accepting. I'd say most of the time my clients are very surprised about the lack of coverage that they have. So um, subscribe to me, like me, review me, help me out because I'm doing this for free. Um, And I say that repeatedly because lawyers would get paid by the hour. So whenever we're working for free, we get like really squirrely. Um, and uh, also email me um, or message me any way you want on social media and send me questions. I'll, talk, I'll answer them uh, and then sometimes it's easier, um, if, especially if you're a new broker and you have common questions and you can't afford a lawyer.